0: hey welcome back to booze nation the podcast i'm tracy ramos and we're still in a pandemic yes i have to remind and warn you that we haven't gotten out of it yet please go get vaxxed boosted and please be respectful of establishments that ask you to wear a mask don't be a dick thank you And I've got big news. Yeah. My next guest is my first out-of-town guest, Los Angeles resident Sydney Croscury. Sydney is a server at a five-star hotel in LA. I can't say which one. She is also an awesome artist who has a show coming up in Santa Monica. And we've been friends forever. We met way back in the day in San Francisco. I mean, so far back like, when life was good and gas was cheap kind of time frame. And we had so much fun with a group of friends that we hung out with. It was seriously a special time in San Francisco. And I'm so happy I got to see and experience San Francisco with this certain group of people and with Sydney. And Sydney and I worked together, a brief moment at an Italian restaurant in North Beach. So yes, we were uh, colleagues, comrades in the weeds together and I am just I'm so happy to reunite with her and there may be a couple of times when we get off topic and start talking about the good old days but so what yeah also Sydney and I are both Californians and you may not be able to tell us apart when we are speaking in the Californian but again too bad and I'm jumping right back into the
1: interview. Where are you at? You look like you have, are you in a, your studio? No, I'm just in my my living room. Okay, because it looks like you have, I have a drawing behind me. Behind right.
2: you. You know, sometimes when you have a show and you make something big and then it doesn't sell and then you have to like figure out what to do with it. It happens. Yeah. More than we want. But what's, what's going on in L.A.? You know, it's sort of like everything's kind of back to usual. Mm-hmm. In a in a in a way. I would say. Have we started yet? Yeah, we can start anytime. Okay. See, you're yeah. so casual. I'm like, you know, <laughs> got to wrap my brain around it all.
1: Yeah, well tell me what yeah. happened. So so start start for March 2020. Like what went down on March 2020? So that was a Sunday night, mm-hmm. I
2: believe. Uh, That was like the 15th or the 14th or whatever. And I got a call. I don't work. I work Sunday days, not Sunday night. And I got a call from my boss at like nine, which was weird. And, you know, that's never good news because it's like, can you work tomorrow? But I would think I was already working the next day, you know, and he said, you know, we're they, they closed us. And I remember my first reaction. I actually cried because it was so scary. It was so like, what? You know? And yeah. And then stopped. Didn't work for the three months. Went on unemployment like 7.05 the next morning. You know, that Monday morning. like. And I actually had no problems with unemployment because I was just like not messing around. You know? (laughs) But I signed my brother up a couple days later because he's not... He doesn't love the computer and it was much harder. Oh, you know, just like a few days later. <laughs> but yeah, so we were so I work at a hotel. Like I said, I'm going to be real vague, but that's fine. I work mine. at a five star hotel in Los Angeles. So the hotel was open because, you know, technically they are they what was the term at the time? I'm a little brain dead these days. Is it uh, place? No, like, wait, uh, like essential services, you yeah. know? Like, yes, they were essential. Yeah, so they stayed open, but the restaurant obviously was closed. I think they would have, like, one, they had room service, because I think they there still was, like, there was, like, 10 people that were, like, sheltering in place in this hotel, and they thought it was super weird because it was, like, empty, and, you know, they didn't know what to do. They just kind of got stuck there. So there but, were, like, 10 guests. Yes, in the hotel, roaming the halls, like, who knows, you know, what. It was super weird. And, you know, stayed home for the three months, went back to work, worked the whole summer. And that summer was gnarly because we were, we were gloved, we were masked, we were shields, you know. And we have a uniform. Like, I work, like, this hotel, you know. We have kind of a dorky uniform. It's a lot of clothes. (laughs) And it was, you know, a heat wave. At one point there was the fires, the heat wave. I mean, it was like, it was almost comical. It was so horrible, you know? Yes, it never stopped. It never stopped. And then went back through, and we were still pretty busy. And it was only outdoor.
1: Okay, okay.
2: You know? Only outdoor, but we were at the beginning we weren't busy, but then we got busy for the summer. And then it carried through. And then at Thanksgiving, we got closed down again for another three months. And then back open. And now I'm working and I'm not wearing a mask, which I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm just done for
1: now, you know? Right. So did L.A., because L.A. is so big. But did any part of L.A. have, like, a mask mandate? The whole
2: everything. Yes, you did. We had a mask mandate. I mean, at certain parts of the city, I think they even had mask mandates outside. Like, if you were walking your dog, you had to, like... Because we're not like San Francisco. Like, you know, it's it's much more spread out. Like, you could walk on a block and maybe not see anyone. But, no, they were pretty... You know the markets, the restaurants. Everyone was very, very strict. Even if you were like getting to-go food at a window and you were outside, like masks, the whole nine. Then when we got back to work, the the servers, everyone, all the workers had to wear masks, and the guests had to wear them until they got to the table, right? And then technically, only when they're eating and drinking, but like. That's not what happened. You know, they sat down and they were like, "Okay, I'm done.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing. Now, did you have a vaccination mandate? Oh, no. I got vaccinated. I
2: got boosted. I got all that stuff. But they they didn't mandate it. And I think, you know, employers could mandate it if they wanted to. But mine didn't. Okay. But you could not take, there, so there was a period, remember, well, like in June last year, you could take your mask off for like a hot second if you had a vaccine, if you had proof. Mm-hmm. So that happened. And then a month later, we had them back on. <laughs> and then just recently, I don't know about, I mean, West, I think it was all of California, like our, our everything, like a month ago, got Lifted. It was just no mask, like whatever you want. And and a lot of my coworkers wear masks, you know? Yeah. A lot of them. And then a lot of us don't. So it just depends on everyone's personal situation.
1: Right. Because in San Francisco, let's see, I'm going to say about July, August of 2021, the customers and restaurant workers all had to be vaxxed. And you, oh, wow. To, yeah. And you had to show your Vax. You had to show your ID and your Vax to get into our restaurant and a bar. You had
2: to do that in LA if you wanted to eat inside. Okay. My restaurant, there's lots of cities in LA, even though it's like the city of
1: LA. Right. My city did not require that. Okay. Because, again, another, I think a huge difference between San Francisco and L.A. is that L.A. you have the weather, which is nice, much, you know, not all year long, but a lot of the year. So you're outside a lot. So I think that, you know, it would make more sense or it makes sense that if people are outside, yeah, they're outside. Yeah. You know, coming inside San Francisco or, you know, San Francisco, we have maybe still like five or six outdoor places you know, I think there's a couple of more now like rooftop bars and hotel places, but it's still really not that much. So everyone oh, wow.
2: inside. Right. Yeah. No, here they were like, did they do any of those patios like we in the, the
1: street? There are parklets all over the place.
2: Yeah. 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 So
1: they still kept him here. Yeah. We still have him here now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we had parklets all over the place. You know the streets of San Francisco—they're very narrow—and I'm surprised. Like Muni and and Judah and God knows what didn't take anybody out because there's oh. not a lot of room for anything. And you have these like parklets and buses, oh my God. yeah, and the people trying to deliver—it was like full on gridlock. Oh, geez. <laughs> I look for like four four tops, you know, like out on the yeah. Street. Totally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) A few places are planning to take them down. And what I think is probably going to happen the second they take them down, another variant is going to pop up. And, you know, it's like Murphy's Law type of thing. Well, I think the restaurants are stoked
2: on the parklets. Like I drive by ones all of the time and they're huge. It's not just like four tables like they've increased. By like ten or fifteen tables, and I'm like, the city should let them keep them. Like, you have to have, you know, that's employing more people. Yeah, it's more money for the business. Lord knows, all the restaurants, you know, did even the ones that did well, it was rough. They all did bad. You know, yeah,
1: they really did. (laughs) It's super charming. It feels kind of European. You know, I think so too. Yes, I I definitely agree with that. And then. When you like sheltered in place, so you were able to get, you know, unemployment, were you able to be in your art studio? So I'm super lucky because my studio is in my garage. Perfect. Oh my gosh.
2: So I just like, I didn't have to go anywhere and art stores were essential businesses. So like, but I had just bought a bunch of stuff, so I didn't need anything. But if I did, I could get that, get get it. And yeah, I just, you know, my boyfriend works at home anyway even pre pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of like did our own thing all day and, and, you know, made a bunch of food, watched like a million movies. And, you know, that was about it. But I knew a bunch of artists. There were people like me who had it in their own space. There was a bunch of artists that I knew whose buildings got shut down. So like the art studio building would be like you can't come in like you can grab. Yes. They were like, you can come and like get your stuff, but we're like not open for business. They didn't make them pay rent. I don't think, Mm -hmm. but they were not allowed to come in. And for a lot of people, you know, I have a ton of friends who are like me, we're emerging. We're trying to get our stuff out there, but there's also a ton of people who are professional, like making a living. And they also couldn't get in. That's Really difficult. And then the whole side of, yeah. And then the whole side of they're all independent contractors, you know, and so they can't get unemployment. So, yeah, there was a a range of different stories from different artists that I knew.
1: Oh my God, that's crazy that they shut down the building. I, oh, I guess. Well, because
2: some of them, like, you know, it'll be like a 10 story building with, you know, 20, and, and they're not all art studios. Like, you know, some of them, like there's a building downtown and it's, there's a bunch of art studios, artists run spaces. There's some clothing stores. There's some, not stores, there's, you know, manufacturing. And, and so I think the building was just like, that's too much of a liability, you know, like maybe they have like a thousand people. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, so they, they shut it down. <laughs>
1: And then, so if everything is, you know, shutting down and shut down, were you able to have shows? Could you do, did you do like any virtual art shows? So, well, there's a an artist group here,
2: uh, like a collective, and they organized a show called, mm-hmm. like, we We Are Here. What was it called? We Are Here, Here We Are. And they basically invited a bunch of artists and did this. And there was two shows just like this in the same weekend. And they would geotag, like you tell them where your art was going to be and they would geotag it. So people like, like my mom and her friend went around <laughs> and like with the map and went and looked at the other art. So, and it was just stuff that you could see from your car because nothing, That's you know, nothing was open.
1: That's a good idea. That makes, yeah. that makes sense. Especially in LA because you drive a lot of places. So, yeah, not okay. That makes sense. Um, I just had a little flashback of a memory. Your mom and you came into Just Desserts when I was working. Oh, my sense In a little sunset. And I think you guys came from Cha-Cha-Cha. Because <gasps> um, you were wow. like, and I had so many pictures of sangria. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I trained it. That rings a little bit of a bell. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. When she was visiting in San Francisco. You guys had gone to Upper Haight, right? And then mm-hmm. saw, I don't know how you made it to Upper Haight to the Inner Sunset, because that you know Inner Sunset wasn't like, and it's still not a happening neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you came in and like shout. So,
2: where part. were there? Was there a row of restaurants down there too? I have like you know yeah. these these memories from so far away i'm like that cool little street with there was like a cajun restaurant or something and but i don't remember where anything ever
1: what you know so long ago but yeah cute yes and i remember i found photos of you and i well everybody but when we worked in north beach together oh wow remember that Yeah, we had gone to Vesuvio's and I I just found photos. It's like you, me, Sabrina, and then some of your housemates from the house that I think that you lived in on. On Frederick. Yes. Yeah. So those
2: girls are all here because we're from high school together. So they are all, they're all in L.A. (laughs)
1: too. I love it. I'll put some up like in the socials. Please do. (laughs) Back back in the day. So so tell me a little bit about the L.A. restaurant scene. I know nothing. I I mean, it's it's
2: pretty good. I don't go out a lot. I'll be honest. I feel like, you know, I mean, we have a range of, you know, inexpensive, little awesome, you know, whatever. A million taquerias, a million Indian restaurants, a million Thai food, you know. We have all that all over the city. And then there's sort of the shishi that seem like they're not expensive, but mm-hmm. then every time you go there to any of them, you just like throw down so much cash and you're like, "How do we do that?" you know? And a lot of the, you know, like a lot of these great chef run places but it's funny because, you know, the chef-run places, you end up spending way more. Even if it's, like, not that expensive, it's all the small plate situation. So and annoying. so annoying, the small plate. You end up... Yeah, it's like, instead of just getting, like, a $20 entree, mm-hmm. you get, like, 50 million small plates. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, $100 a person. You're like, wait, what? How did I do that? And... <laughs> so funny because my friend i remember when it had kind of come into fashion like i don't know 10 15 years ago or whatever and my friend we were laughing cuz she's a chef and you go into those restaurants and the 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 waiter or waitress is always like so have you have you dined here before like that's always like the line have you dined here before and my friends always like no but i have been to a restaurant before you know <laughs> like Like, I don't need the explanation. You know, they're like, so these are small plates. These are all for sharing family style. And then these are large plates. And these are all for sharing family style. It's like, thank you. I totally could have figured that out myself. Right. You know, and then you order like what seems normal. And they're like, yeah, that's not enough food. Like you need like twice that. And you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we have all that, you know, and then there's a bunch of like, I don't know. I don't go to any of them, but like, you know, very expensive restaurants and I feel like the, the tourists love them. You know, like there's like probably seven, you know, when I, when my customers come in, cause a lot of them stay at the hotel or even if they don't stay at the hotel, we're encouraged to be like super social, which is fun, you know? <laughs> And I'm like, so what do you guys, you know, are you on vacation or do you live in town? What, what are you doing when you're, while you're here? And they'll always sort of list off the same six restaurants, you know, and I'm sure they're, I'm sure it's delicious, but they're very like the she, she, you know.
1: That's interesting because San Francisco pre-pandemic and pre-2016 Like San Francisco, I thought was on the way to becoming a really great food destination city, Mm -hmm. especially especially for the mid range. Mm You know, like you could go get a twenty dollar meal and it was going to be fabulous and delicious and filling, you know, filling not that small plate shit. Right. And then around twenty sixteen. 2015, 2016 is when the other crash, or not the other crash, but the other boom started. Mm. And that just pushed every chef out of the city, every restaurant out of the city. It's not uncommon to go pay a $20 $20 cheeseburger. Right. Right. Or a $45
2: cheeseburger. Yeah. I feel like in LA, there is a ton of great food. There really is. But I also feel like the focus is the vibe, you know, like they Uh, really, really it's, you know, I mean, it's like superficial city, you know, it's like you're going for the whole experience. Yeah. Not just the food. And sometimes the food can can take a, you know, a backseat, which, you know, is annoying I mean, we have we definitely have a lot of great restaurants, but we also have a lot that are just absolutely whatever. <laughs> overrated. Over but price. they're still like really fancy and hip and people go to them.
1: you know? Yeah. And then the thing that I noticed about 2016 to 2020, which are obviously the Trump years, is that dealing with the public just became a nightmare in the city. And it wasn't just the tech bros that <clears throat> infiltrated. Did you see any shift between 2016 and 2020, and actually 2016 to 2022? These past six years, I think, have been really stressful for everybody in the industry. Yes,
2: I mean, well, so I worked. I've been at my place for six years. Before that, I worked at another hotel, but I worked at the bar. Okay. So I was also in a very different situation. It's like I could be sassy. I could I was still waiting, waiting tables, but wow. we're this great bar, uh really beautiful, good vibe. They had DJs and all that stuff, but we did have a full restaurant, amazing chefs. They did open at six, but it wouldn't really get busy till 10. And so you could do you could do either like come in for cocktails and appetizers, or you could come and have a sit and have a full meal, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I could sass people or I could, you know, it was loud. It's like, it just, it was not the same. Then I go to day, I work dates. Like I almost work like a nine to five, you know? Like, <laughs> and I work breakfast, lunch, and like kind of into the afternoon, like, you know, early afternoon cocktails. And I cannot sass if I sass, I will get fired, you know, like keep it all like real. uh, But you know, when you're dealing with, so I don't know if it's that it changed or if I changed my locale, but you know, I'm waiting on the 1%. So a lot of them are really cool. And a lot of them are really nice. And a lot of them are, you know, whatever. And then a lot of them have really different politics than me. A lot of them. And I've I mean, that was like the the one really hard thing to get used to is, you know, I'm very informed and I'm very passionate, but I'm not there for any of those things. And then I have to wait on people that I find absolutely disgusting or hear things because I'm like, you know, they they don't even, some of them are very cool and some of them don't even see you and they'll just say shit. And you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then throw the pandemic in it. And, you know, that was like the one thing. Now, when people try to talk to me about anything political or anything, you know, everyone wants to talk about the masks and this and our governor, you know, it's a hotel. People don't live in town. Maybe they don't live in, in California. And I just, it's like, I'm not here for that. You right. know, like my job is to serve you. your fucking food <laughs> not to hear your hair brain. <laughs> i mean like there's a woman who comes in a lot she doesn't stay with us right right expensive hotel but she likes to come in and pretend she's best friends with everyone she's from florida and she is very very nice but she always loved to take a little dig you know during the pandemic oh you guys with your masks and oh how's it going here? Oh my God, what's happening here? And around Thanksgiving, you know, just before Omicron. Yes. She was like, you know, Florida, you know, we haven't had masks for ages and we have the lowest COVID rate right now. And I was just like, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? And I'm like, oh, really? Really? And she was like, Yeah, we're like a model for the rest of the country. And I was like, okay. And and then later that day, I'm like, what is she talking about? So I start Googling. And and that's like my other thing. Like I have to, I have to fact check all the Republicans because I've heard the cookie ball things that you've ever heard in your life, like over this whole thing. And I just, you know, Google like four articles about what they're saying to, to get a perspective. But anyway, when she had told me that. They didn't have all they had a delay in their numbers in Florida that week cuz it was Thanksgiving. Right. So their numbers were low, the lowest in the country cuz they weren't real it wasn't real data. Okay, there you go. But, you know, Rick Santorum, what's his name? Rick Santorum, Centaurus? He the governor? He, yeah. yeah, that crazy pants, Governor yeah. Crazy Pants. Yeah. I just yeah, Florida, America. Yeah, yeah. So So he tweeted that. And then, of course, his minions were like, oh, my God, we have the best, you know, case. Yeah. So one is not good data. The other thing that I read, because, you know, they're in the top, like, third of mortality. Yeah. Everyone died in. That's basically what (laughs) the article said. It was like, everyone has already died.
1: Yeah. That's Uh, why you don't have any COVID because no one's left in the state because they're all dead. (laughs) Like
2: (laughs) No, I know. It's not funny, but it is because it's (laughs) like, I mean, I'm telling you all of the things that I heard. And then there'd be customers who I'd recognize. I'm like, oh, there's that lady over. Hi, how are you? How have you been? You know? And at one point she's like, you just wait. News is coming out this week. And I'm like, oh, really? What? Because I didn't know anything about her, right? And she's like, basically how the whole COVID is, you know, the pandemic kind of thing. And I was just like, Oh, and I've never talked to her ever again. I see her. I don't go by her table. I'm just like, yeah, don't got time for these people. You know, here for money, not here to hear your wackadoodle plans.
1: Oh, my God. So you've been at this establishment for six years, the one yes. that you're talking about. OK, and yes. uh, the one percent, I can only imagine what that would be like. It's truly a mixed bag. But yeah. there's a couple billionaires who are really,
2: you would never know, mm-hmm. ever, you know? And then there's other rich people. I don't even know if they're billionaires. They're so high maintenance. And so, I mean, they'll just run you ragged. Just run you ragged. They don't even like know what a menu is. They're just like, you know what I would like? And then they just concoct to some crazy ass thing. And you're just like, okay. Like, how am I going to put this in the computer? (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: That's pretty funny. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't even. And when you were working, did you get tested for COVID? Did you have to get tested for COVID? We didn't. We didn't actually. And at first I was kind of like, hmm.
2: But then I thought about it and it's like we were literally wearing masks. Shields, gloves, we were disinfecting the whole thing. My work was very strict. Okay. In and very safe. Like we have a like a staff cafeteria and like you couldn't even you couldn't sit with anyone. I mean, they they basically changed everything and they stuck yeah. with all protocols. So basically, like even if you did have COVID. I don't think you would be able to spread it because you had so many barriers, you know, that people would, you know, would get it. They would get tested. You know, back then we, we had drive-through testing. We did like, too. Yeah. So yeah. you'd go to like Dodger Stadium or I'd go to this church in my neighborhood and yeah, but it was more like we did it on our own, not through my work. Now, I don't know if they're still doing it, but during Omicron, they were, they were doing testing every Friday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I I don't work Fridays. So <laughs> I did get it once, but then I'm not going to like go to work so I can get tested, you know? Right. Yeah. Unless I needed it, you know, unless I was like worried. But if I worked every Friday, hell, hell I'd get tested every Friday, no
1: problem. Yeah, you know. Now, when you say shield, are you talking about like the plastic thing that went on like this way or sometimes it went like up that way yeah
2: it was like here and then it uh, it came ours actually were were glasses and then it it, like had a shield
1: like uh just a plastic
2: thing uh, and i think those were part of the mandate too because the mask is to protect other people from you
1: but the shield is to protect the the wearer yes Okay. So speaking of wackadoodle customers, what is your pet peeve when you're working? I love asking people this question. I don't know. I know. And I was, I've listened to a couple of
2: them and I was like, get your pet peeve ready. And I had it. So let me think on this for a second. I think it's actually, I'll have to think of another one, but I think it is when people try to talk to me about politics because they know that I can't say anything really. Like, you know what I mean? And basically yes, like, yeah. they're, they, it's like, they're like, here's you lady with a gag on your face, on your mouth. What do <laughs> you think about this? Please tell me. And it's like, no, you know, but, or I hated when people would ask me like, like this lady did it like a month ago. And I literally, it was before we still had our masks on. So maybe it was like two months ago. And she was just like, when are you guys going to get to take these masks off? And I was just like, I don't know. And I don't care. Like, and, it's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. and I usually don't talk like that to people, but I was just so over it. It's like, what, what do you think I have? Like, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom's, cell phone number I'm texting him I'm like hey Gav when are we gonna take the the masks off like I don't know anything do you know what I mean like what makes you think you know and and what I would do to people because people would always also this was I heard so many like especially at the beginning you know like oh I feel so bad for you wearing that mask breathing in your own carbon dioxide. Or, you know, I heard people, you know, like, can you believe we've gone through this? You know, isn't this America? Did we, we had our rights taken away, like, you know, or people being like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, I would hear this from my customers. This woman was like, oh, my husband's a gynecologist. And he told me that all of the COVID deaths in the hospital, all the deaths in the hospital are marked as COVID so they can get more money, you know, like people would just, I'm like I'm not your sounding board like don't tell me a don't tell me your cockamamie lies exactly you know but also like I don't know just just leave me alone you know I can't talk about any of this but also they you know they felt bad are you okay okay blah, blah, blah. And I was just always say, especially if I wanted to be mean to someone, like I can't be mean to them. So the way I'd be mean to them is, you know what I'm, and this is like honest to God truth, but I'm like, I'm just really happy. I feel really grateful. I have a job. So like if I have to wear a mask and if I have to wear a shield, like it's fine. A lot of people Lost their jobs. You know, it's like, get your fucking integrity in order, person. You know what I mean? Like, we're in the middle of this huge thing. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their apartments, you know, and like, you're, you think I'm sweating it over this mask? Yeah. You know, because you're trying to put down the liberals. Yeah. You know,
1: (laughs) exactly. Yeah. It's like, we're lucky to be alive. You sit here. And me working, we're actually really lucky to be alive. So that's
2: kind of laying on a little sicker. Yeah. I would say that to make them feel bad. (laughs) I know it's really hard. I and I have just a couple friends who are sort of like non-believers or whatever. And I just sort of keep it super superficial.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I hear you. It's been interesting to navigate through all of it you know for for everybody. Mm-hmm. But tell me like your typical day in the life of a server artist, what is that time schedule like? So what I do is
2: I used to work 4 days a week for many many years even at my last job. Now I I've, I've graduated to working 3 days a week, so like as my art career goes better, I'm going down in shifts and i would love to go down to two days a week although it's really weird when you don't work that much you get back to work and you go what am i doing here this is so bizarre you know <laughs> but um and the reason is i you know so my, our shifts because it's more of like a hotel environment they're they're like 7 8 hours you know it's, it's not the 4 to 5 hour sort of yeah. typical restaurant shift so my day looks like this i get up super early I get up around 5.30, I go to yoga, I go to work. My work is at 10, so I go to yoga from like, you know, 7 or 7.30 to 9, have to drive to work, clean up. They actually have a, a shower, like a, they have like a locker room All right. uh, that. at work, so I can shower and get clean up and have my little locker. And then I work from 10 to usually like 6. So by the time I get home in LA, you know, there's a little, even though there's not that much traffic now, there's still, there's still traffic. I don't get home till like 645. I start dinner because if I sit down, I will like never get up. I sit down and then we eat around seven, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that's it. Like there's no days that I work. I can't go to the studio. You've had a very long day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to. I I'm a better person when I do yoga, so I try to do that. But I used to it, like not go to yoga in the morning before work, and I would go into the studio for like two, three hours. I'm like, get your best stuff done before work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be your best person before you go into your job. <laughs> I
1: love it. And so then, so now you're able to. Cr- be in a studio four days.
2: Yeah. I mean, optimally always, there's always like a day that you have to go to the doctor or go to, you know, there's like errands and shit, but yes, like that's the goal. It's definitely like three days um, or three and a half. Usually, you know, but yeah, I'm usually in there. Those four days.
1: All right. It seems like there is not a lot of free time. Maybe with that kind of schedule?
2: I don't do a lot of fun stuff. I'm also like preparing for a show in June. Where? Where? At a Craig Kroll gallery in Santa Monica. So I'm very excited. So I've been working, you know, for the past year, I've I've known about it. So I've pretty much been just like going crazy. So yeah, I mean, I'll go have dinner, but I don't really do stuff in the day. Cause it's like, I'm a stu- I'm a day studio person. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are night owls. I'm like in pajamas at like seven. So <laughs> I have to do all my, all that stuff in the day, but you know, I'll go back to having fun again. Like if, you know, if I ever can go down in shifts or, you know, at the restaurant or not be a server, then maybe I'll go back to doing things like go to the beach once a week or twice a week or be a regular person. But I just think when you're an artist, it's, it's just so hard to kind of do regular stuff. And most artists, unless they're sort of successful, feel like we don't have hobbies because our time, I mean, I've already do yoga, which technically is like a hobby, although I don't think of it like that. But like, I already have yoga and art and I'm not quite making money from them. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I mean, I make are uh, you, doing it, doing you okay? yoga like, or you go to the yoga class? I go to a yoga class. Okay. I'm back in person. I've been zooming for two years. But I'm very aware that I don't quite do fun things. And I need to, but I'm like, you know, there will be time for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there will be time it. for it later. Um, I will tell you my favorite COVID excuse from a customer. It was early, early. And she early on when we first reopened and she tried to say that she couldn't wear her mask because her doctor said she couldn't because she had just gotten lip injections. (laughs) It's so LA, you know? Classic Los Angeles. Oh, Oh, that's a good
1: one. Did it work?
2: No. Good. Like, Yeah, girls. Sorry. We don't care about your plastic surgery. We're in a pandemic. Yeah. Or Or like when there was no indoor dining, like at all. Remember (laughs) that? And this celebrity comes in and she's like, yeah, can we sit there? Like pointing to this booth inside. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. There's no, there's no, it's, it's not open. It's restricted. Can I can I just sneak in there for like an hour? It's like, no, <laughs> like we'll get in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, like it's illegal.
1: Well, I don't know if it was illegal, but it was. You could get fined. Yeah, it was a big deal. You said people are getting back to normal. I think, from what I know, yeah, the restaurants
2: are over the top busy. Like crazy busy, mm. you know. Um, the, I mean, not not every restaurant, but I think a lot of the like, the sort of, you know, we want to go out, we want to go. I mean, I went to one place a little bit ago. I had like one of those, those terrible days at work that was just like so horrifying and awful, and uh, to to get rid of the stench of the day. Oh, I took yeah. myself out for like an expensive meal, which was like so stupid. I'm like, why am I shooting myself out in the foot? But I had so much fun and I drank like three glasses of wine and I had like an appetizer and an entree and like also the whole nine. And um, that place was busy. And we do go to like a little taqueria in our neighborhood. He's not like a fancy place. He did great during the whole pandemic. Just uh, not great, but he did. He they were good. They 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 survived. Yeah, they survived and then some. You know, because you know it's a neighborhood restaurant. It's delicious. Uh, I know they've been really busy this whole time, and then it seems like the the sort of higher end restaurants are doing really well because there's a lot of people traveling.
1: Good, yeah. That's that is so. So good to hear. Wow. Yeah. I don't know when I'll ever get down to LA because I seem not to be traveling these days. I don't know. I'm just not. I don't know if I'm ready for it. The travel. I don't know. Right. I mean, LA is such a mixed bag. It's like, I mean,
2: I love it. I feel like I live here because I have to Mm -hmm. because of family and, and my friends. But it's like the city itself. I'm like, I mean, I do love it, but I'm like, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, there's better places to visit than than L.A. But it's weird how everyone wants to come to L.A. and they, you know, I mean, I feel like a third of the tables of, that I serve, you know, that I wait on are literally there just to take pictures on Instagram. Yes. You know, their food sits cold. <laughs> I'm like. You just bought like this $50 steak. Like, don't you want to eat it when it's hot? But they're all
1: prancing around, you know, with their Instagram. I don't get it either. I want to eat. That's why I'm there. Yeah. But not go take pictures of myself in the bathroom. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Or, Or have your server. I mean, I've become like a really great table side photographer. That's also part of the job now. Really? Every, yes. And I mean, I would ask if you have other servers, like I, at least it is in LA. Yeah. It's like, everyone is like, excuse me, can you take a picture? And so now I style, I, you know, I try to do like a good job. Like I want people to have a good time. You know, I feel like that's part of my job. (laughs) being a server. I want to create a nice experience. And so then I'll like, let's move all this and then i moved the flowers and i sort of styled the table and i'm like move in you've got a weird light thing on your head or you know whatever (laughs) but conversely because it is part of the job i mean yesterday wait i was did i work yesterday the the day before i literally had we had one of those like the the runners carry those big trays put like four plates and i can't really carry those but if they're small i can if there's like two or three plates, I can carry it. So I had one of those. I was taking it back into the kitchen. So I had the tray in one hand. I was holding a pe- an empty Pellegrino. And because I had that on my hand, I was hooking my arm underneath the tray stand so I could That's carry right. everything and take it in. And yeah. this lady who does come in a lot, and she's definitely like, you know, little miss 1% she was like, excuse me, excuse me. And I could tell she was literally about to ask me to take her photo. And it's like, you had zero hands free. Of course she was. Of course she was. And actually that happens constantly all the time. And it was worse when we were like, you know, when we were in the pandemic, in a heat wave, in the fire season, wearing shields and gloves and people be like, and you're carrying like a tray and your hand has like bottles of water. And they're like, excuse me, where's the restroom? And I'm just like, I can barely breathe. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, yes. Like go fucking ask someone else who's not holding 30 a- pounds of
1: things. Yeah, 8,000 things. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. No, I hear you. I I forgot about taking pictures. Actually, I've been asked to take a lot of photos. I think a lot of servers get asked to take mm-hmm. a lot of photos i forgot about that like are you on insta you're on insta where else are you i just
2: sydneycrossgree.com <laughs> <laughs> so instagram Sydney Crossfree, and then i have like my art website i mean they're both basically like my two
1: art streams okay good well i'll put those i'm gonna put i'll put all your stuff up on on my sites as well so people okay. can find you Thank you for taking the time. I know. No, time is really, really precious these days. So I really appreciate you taking the time to shoot the shit here.
2: Of course. I hope you can get some little nuggets. You might have, have some to great nuggets. edit it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweetie. I'll talk to you soon. So happy to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So that is my amazing and super hilarious
0: friend, Sydney. And I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. The thing that I love about this podcast, and I'm so happy that I started it is that I have reunited with people that I haven't seen or spoken to in a while. And with Sydney, it had been a while. So thank you again. And I'm so happy to see you. And I just want all of you to know that Sydney and I, we have not aged one bit. We look exactly the same as the day we met. I can barely get that one out. Um, So again, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. And if you are in L.A., anywhere near Santa Monica, please go see Sydney's show at the Craig Cruel Gallery. And Sydney can be found at sydneycrossgree.com. And I have to agree with her, you know, about the picture taking and the flagging down your server. Can you all just calm the fuck down? Stop waving your hands and arms at us, especially when we have nine kabillion things in our hands. I mean, really, people use your eyes. That's what they're for. Thank you. And I need to remind you that Booze Nation, the podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Please follow, rate, and review. And remember, please tip your bartenders. Thank you.